Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. Hey guys, Brent here. For some timestamps, we've got right off the top, we'll talk about the Zurich Classic. For the NFL Draft, you can skip to 16 minutes. And then for Locks of the Week and Diaper Dad Diaries, you can skip to one hour and seven minutes. Thanks. All right. Welcome to episode number 14 of It's a Lock podcast. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hey, yo. Great to be here, man. T-G-I-T. Thank goodness it's Tuesday podcast day. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. Couldn't agree more. Today, we're going to be talking about the Zerk Classic, which uh, finished up a couple of days ago in interesting fashion uh, playoff, which we'll talk about. And then we're going to focus on the NFL draft. So, we have been neck deep, if not more, just really ripping through all the different mock drafts. It's crazy. There's so many. It's like a game of chess. There's like a zillion different options by the time you get to the third pick. Um, well, I guess anything after the third pick. But anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. I actually don't have any announcements. So, um, boy, let, let's talk Zero Classic Recap, uh, Mad Money Mike. Did you uh, – I was actually able to go there, and I had a pretty fun time, uh, but that was Saturday, but uh, most of the action happened on Sunday, huh? Yeah, big action on Sunday. I say before we jump into that, though, uh, just a quick uh, quick recap of um, of your attendance on Saturday. How did it go? Uh, what was the beer selection like? What was the vibe? Like, do you recommend? You can't wait to go again next year. Let's hear a little bit about that. Absolutely. I think that is... Uh definitely appropriate here i had i had a blast of course the weather on saturday was actually supposed to be like doom and gloom they're actually projecting mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. thunderstorms and it might clear up in the afternoon but uh you know actually we woke up saturday morning and most of the the rain had uh it sprinkled like a little bit here and there but it actually turned out to be really gorgeous weather um you know this time of year it's, it wasn't too hot yet and uh, there was cloud cover and a breeze and uh, it just felt great to be out there, you know. They uh, they advertise like, "Hey, everybody's got to have their mask on." But pretty much, pretty much, once you got in there, it's really hard to enforce that. And like, you know, with the outdoor space with wind and stuff, um, you know, most people, myself included, had you know beverages in hand. So um, it felt great. You know, it felt like you know life returned to normal a little bit. Um, you know, mm, I'm fortunate nice. enough to have been vaccinated, so. Um, I didn't worry about it too much. You know, I wasn't like getting anybody's grill or anything anyway, but um, yeah, man, beer selection was the, uh, I had a couple of uh, uh, Stella Artois and uh, nice. a Corona Seltzer. Uh, oh, and then they had like nice. a, a John Daly, which was like uh, an Arnold Palmer with some, uh, I don't know exactly which type of liquor, but it was delicious. Sir, um, served with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. uh, i should have asked for that <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, the, I thought a couple of interesting things that I thought were like very promising were like I'm sitting there, like we would post up at like all right, we're gonna we're gonna post up here, you know, at the corner of you know hole 17 green, you know, and then there's six is fairway right behind us, and like we're watching people tee off, and like me and uh, Ruben are wearing our it's like podcast T-shirts, and like several times people came up and like, hey man, like what about this podcast? So hopefully we have some new loyal listeners, which. uh which is awesome and uh, hope to entertain and, uh, you know, provide that, uh, that little bit of sports analysis that uh, we claim to do. But during the round, just people not even recognizing it's like podcast next to us all around us, just throwing out bets, man. It was great to hear like, Hey man, I bet you five bucks that, you know, just the, the couple times groups beside us, like, Hey man, I bet you five bucks that they miss the green. And then of course, like they hit the green and the dude's like, F that dude, double or nothing. <laughs> Love it. Love uh, it. Yeah. Part of me wanted to be like, hey man, like this is uh this is definitely definitely podcast material. I want in on this stuff. But uh it was good to just sit back and uh listen to others make uh make the same martingale martingaling mistakes that I've made. So uh, uh, that's great, man. That is great. I am uh I'm fully jealous. You know, I, I said it last podcast, going to a golf tournament is, is you know, top notch, uh, one of my favorite uh, sporting uh, outings. And uh, I can't wait to go to one again sometime soon. Full jealous. Glad to hear it was a hit and you uh, caught some good weather. That makes it all uh, makes it all the better, man. Um, and and yeah. there was a uh, there was a shout out. There was a uh, it's a lock shout out. I think it was after the putt on 16. And it was audible on uh, the TV broadcast. I can uh, I can vouch for that. I heard it. So uh, take a cap <laughs> on that one. Oh uh, yeah, that was actually like the day that uh, you know our uh, our rooting our betting interests were actually going well. Where uh, Finau and Cameron were uh, they're doing well. They ended they ended Saturday one off the lead, and they were in the, the second. They were in the last group or the second to last group, and. On I think it was either sixteen or seventeen after uh Finau hit a putt. I think he missed it, but I shouted like it's a lock. And uh yeah, you were you were listening and we were able to hear it, so that's really great. I was trying to do it again on eighteen, but by then like I oh yeah, they were in the last group and there were just like other people yelling stuff too and uh got uh, drowned out. But uh yeah, it was great. Good we're stuff, famous. man. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately for uh, for Finau and uh, and Champ, it uh, it unfortunately was not a lock. I mean, uh, so Saturday, obviously, we did um, we did hit uh, Finau Champ to beat um, the Norwegians uh, for the day on Saturday, and we did tweet that, so that did hit. Now, I was texting you during the day, and I told you that they were playing like absolute turds, and I actually said. When they had like a – at one point, they had, I think they had a four-shot lead over them at some point around hole 11. Maybe it was a three-shot lead. But I told you, I said, at this point, we're going to have to start rooting for the push. And sure enough, coming down to 18, it was whittled down to a one-shot lead. And with 18 being an eagle, gettable eagle hole, I actually thought that we're, we're probably looking at a push. Luckily, the Norwegians, uh, you know, dropped a dropped a massive turd on, on 18 and, and and fluffed it all around all kinds of balls in the water and everything we got lucky they did match birdie birdie but we had the one shot lead so we did hit that but man i told you they were playing so bad so um obviously the other bet that we tweeted that we had them for the win did not materialize Ooh. and uh certainly saw that coming man 
But uh, but yeah, so then shifting to who did pull off the victory, congrats to the Aussies. The uh, the old crocodile wrestlers from down under uh, pulled it off. And um, as many of our listeners surely remember, um, Brent, maybe you want to fill them in. Who, uh, who did I take uh, Shoffley and Cantley to best over the uh, course of the entire tournament? You remember who it was that I took them against? I was actually going to ask you, was that like a day one bet or was it like a full round bet? Because if it was a full round bet, that's hilarious that you picked them against the eventual winners in a overtime sudden death playoff, Smith and Leishman. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was brutal, man. That's brutal. I've been having uh, I've been having a lot of good luck uh, in golf lately. So obviously it it's only fitting that it uh, that it came to an end in this fashion that I took uh, Shoffley Cantley to beat uh, the Aussies over the course of the entire tournament. And of course they go on to win it. Now Shoffley Cantley, they, they sputtered a lot. I do think that they finished uh, in the top 10. Like that literally means nothing in this context, but just like I didn't play, I didn't pick, you know, complete <laughs> losers. They at least played good enough to finish in the top 10, but, uh, but yeah, so um uh, I'm not sure if we've got a uh, grade of the week uh, section in here, but uh, but it's got to be an F. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, let's call it let's call it a D minus because we did tweet at least one winner. Uh, but um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, hats off, hats off to the Aussies. Uh, you know what a finish. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously in the uh, in the big embarrassment of the week. Um, you know, Oosthuizen 18. You fight for the playoff, and you dunk it in the water on the tee shot and alternate shot. I mean, who, buddy, 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 buddy. I mean, what's your take on that one, man? <laughs> wow, I was just going to say, like, a, a couple of different things, and I guess it culminates with, like, I feel bad for the groundskeeping crew because there's a lot of turds out there, and uh, Louis Ustazen's <laughs> drive on the uh, first playoff hole – uh, dunking in the in the in the lake, like you just mentioned, that's definitely one turd that they're gonna have to clean up. Um, you just Man. talked about uh, your missed uh, your missed bet. I think that's more so around how the kiss of death is real and like the anti kiss of death is real because the team you bet against went on to win the tournament. You know, it's real easy to like kiss a death a team and they suck, but it's another thing to like bet in a matchup and then the team you're betting against like the team you're actively betting against goes on to win, you know, that's slightly different and almost like even more like eye popping. And then the third point is Cameron champ and Tony Finau, another turd on the final round, they shot a four over 76. Um, definitely. Uh, I put the kiss of death on them. So yeah, lots, lots of turds to clean up. And uh, Sunday uh, did not disappoint. I wanted to ask you, I had found a bet on that, awful Oregon lottery scoreboard around will there be a playoff and the yes was plus 200 and uh, I don't oh. I know that uh, you almost went a little radio silent on me I know that you're having uh, some difficulties over there but I was wondering like did we get that bet in oh, consider us 40 bucks of the richer my man you know it you absolutely know it <laughs> yeah I, uh, 
I, I still have uh, I still have the old uh, mother-in-law in town. Uh, you know, shout out. Uh, thank you so much for all the help. Uh, but, you know, it does lend itself to Sunday activities, uh, you know, beyond the scope of golf. So I was a bit tied up, a little bit out of touch. But we did place that bet. Plus 200, 20 bones, return 60. That one felt good. So we uh, we have actually made quite the turnaround since old Nitty Nate tried to torpedo us. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hats off, uh, hats off to us, man. And that was that was a good one. Yeah, you when you threw that out there, it's funny because I had I had actually seen that one and thought the format, you know, the the, the you know alternate, you know, the best ball of the team format that the format just kind of lent itself to everybody being a little bit jammed up. It kind of prevented yeah you know someone from running away and i saw that sure enough you text me about it so uh yeah good uh good find uh on our part on that one man and uh and you know just uh i you know just thankful that that happened i mean anyone who watches golf like bonus holes is like as good as it gets more golf you know you can't really ask for more so heck of a sunday man heck of a sunday uh, really, uh, hate to see Louie. It's crazy that, you know, you got two South African masters winners, two guys with green jackets, you know, you want to see them do well. Obviously we got no Americans in the, in the playoff. So, you know, who are you really rooting for at that point? You just want to see something close and to see a guy with a green jacket, just dunk it in the water on the playoff hole on a very gettable Eagle hole. It's just like, it's a real head scratcher, but you know, it, it kind of, it brings it all back to, uh, you know, to what golf is, man, you know, it gets, uh, it gets all of us, you know, we all kind of love those moments uh, when we see the pros, you know, shank one dead right and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and it was one of those moments, but you'd rather see those moments during somewhere in the uh, middle of the tournament, not on the playoff hole, but uh, what are you going to do, man? Yeah, Such is life. That's the game. This kind of reminds me of the masters where like Xander Shoffley is like making a run you know, birdie, 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 and uh, Matsuyama is kind of, you know, sputtering. And then on that par three, Dunk hits it in the water. And like, okay, well, you know, that that had potential. And then just here, you know, all right, time for the playoff. Here we go. And then right off the tee, Louie puts it in the water. It's like, oh, okay, well, that no longer has potential either. Um, so, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit uh, – Slightly disappointing. You do love a playoff, but uh, immediately after the tee shot, you know, you might as well just, you know, get out the lawnmower and go back to your day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, Yeah, man, there's not much more else to uh, say about that one. Certainly, um, you know, we we got an idea of of, of who's kind of playing well. I don't know if – if you've had a chance to look at the, the Val Spar at all, um, you know, some, some of the guys who, who have been playing pretty well are, are going to, uh, you know, make a run at the Val Spar. We can, uh, you know, not necessarily talk too much about that, but we can just at least say, hey, listeners, keep a lookout. We will tweet coming up. Today's Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, tomorrow, before the tournament starts on Thursday, we'll tweet out a couple picks, uh, early picks for the Val Spar. As a reminder, when you're betting on golf, early picks are just that, early picks. Always recommend watching the Thursday and Friday rounds and then laying the lumber going into the weekend after the cut. It's always my suggestion, but keep a lookout. We will tweet some picks tomorrow before the tournament starts. Past performance is not indicative of future results. <laughs> 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 I will say I have that. not. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> we got to record that. Oh, disclaimer. yeah. This bit brought to you by Mad Money Mike does not endorse. Yeah, we got to we'll get that worked out. <laughs> uh, I will say I have not had a chance to look at the Valspar Open because I have been – I have like 100 tabs. I'm surprised this computer has not locked up on me yet. I have like 100 tabs open for the NFL draft. There's just so many – I feel like I'm studying chess. There's so many different ways it could go down. You know, you've got your you've got your standard opening, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, and then you've got the rebuttal, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson. But then from there, there's main lines, you know, do, do the 49ers take Mac Jones or do they take Trey Lance or Justin Fields? You know what I mean? Like there's main lines, and then after that, there's trades. What are the Falcons going to do? I mean, are you ready to talk NFL draft? Let's do it, man. God, NFL, just a taste. I still – April, we obviously have like four full months to go. That's brutal when you think of it that way. But when you think of it as, hey, it's draft time, it makes it feel close. You know, it's like I can almost like, mm, it's like I'm, I'm salivating. I can like feel my cheeks filling up a little bit, man. It's just, oh, so tasty. I'm pumped, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the draft round one starts Thursday night. I think they – I forget. I don't know if they do the, the first round and the second round or just the first round. But anyway, we're definitely going to focus this pod on the first round. And so, I mean, there's so many different – like I said, there's there's so many different angles to attack this from. I figure we would just start by kind of spending probably the majority of the time on you know the, the first round, the top ten picks. Uh, the the different uh, I do have some some bets uh, from uh, calf to drinks I don't know what Oregon Lottery scoreboard um, has available but um, I guess kind of going back to what I was saying pretty much the draft starts at the third pick with the San Francisco 49ers you know they traded up um, with Miami via the Houston Texans they've got the third pick it's been a while now do you think Mad Money Mike that they this whole time have known what they were gonna do. Or do you think you know they they went to the used car lot with something in mind, but now something else is striking their fancy? I mean, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, third overall pick. I've got some odds for them. Who do you think they're going to take? I got to be honest. Well, to, to answer your first question, I, I do think, uh, I do think that they already know what they're going to do. And if I had to guess, I do agree with the consensus favorite that's out there that they take Mac Jones. Um, you know, it's just it's 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 a function of potential. And if Mac Jones, you know, obviously coming out of Alabama, if you're coming out of Alabama, you have seen better competition and you have been coached better than any other college football team in all of college football. There's not about – would you agree with that statement? Yeah, just, just in terms of just, just, just in terms of coming out of Alabama, you know, nothing more to oh, it. Yeah. Just in terms of coming out of Alabama, you have seen the best competition and you have been coached better than any other player coming out of any other school. That's – I think that that is maybe only a shred of debatability in there. I think that is the, the, the far and wide consensus. So, with that being said, you've got an opportunity – to take a quarterback from Alabama. And if you happen to come across a quarterback who just has the it factor, we talked about this before. Who, what do you see at the end of every postseason? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. 
You know, that's that they're, they're the guys that are always in the postseason for a reason because the quarterback ultimately takes you there. How often is there some team in the postseason where you say like, well, you know, the quarterback's not that great, but the rest of the team got him here. I mean, I don't even I can't even off the top of my head think of the last time that happened. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying odds wise, it basically for all intents and purposes, never happens. The quarterback is the one that gets you there. Therefore, the quarterback holds the most potential. And, you know, given that you got a guy coming out of Alabama, the, the potential meets the experience, and I think that's who they take. That's where I'm at on the whole thing. For, as far as 49ers, now I do want to say, let's just back up real quick, uh, just for our listeners who, you know, may not, uh, may not be aware, just go over uh, first and second pick real quick. Yeah, you got Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson, pretty much stone-cold lock, and the New York Jets. So this is pretty much a stone-cold lock, but I have heard rumors about, like, how does everybody know this? The New York Jets are going to take Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. Now, mm -hmm. is is there something notable about why the Jaguars have the first pick and not the Jets? Oh, I thought they just did the worst. Okay. I, I don't have any notes I, on a trade. Okay, all right. And I'm actually embarrassed to say, like, I can't remember, but there was there was a game that there was a game at the end of the season that the Jets that the Jets won and like Jets fans were like despondent. Like all you have oh, yeah. to do is continue to lay down and you uh-huh. get to take Trevor Lawrence. Like you get to take a once in a now when I use the yeah, term once generation, in a generation they, they've been saying that yeah and you know obviously the word generation in context of football means like a couple of years or whatever you know but still like a like it, like I, I wish I could remember um, we'll we'll look it up maybe you know we talk about it on the next cast or something like that but you know it was a game and I, I if I remember correctly when we were doing our picks last year I had told you that I would I was thinking about putting like a thousand dollars on that game it was like some terrible odds it was like minus like minus 700 or something and I was just like I think that's what I said I was like I'll put 1400 on this game just to win 200 bucks I was like it's just 200 bucks in your pocket and you were just like oh Nelly you know you like gave me some guff and I never did it and sure enough the Jets won that game and like we laughed about it but what was so crazy is that that ruined this pick. And I just remember Jets fans and it was like the biggest thing. And like, you know, the whole Adam Gase just being the worst and everything just all coming to fruition in this idiotic moment where they could have just like laid down mm-hmm. and, uh, and had Trevor Lawrence in the back, but they won the game. So anyway, so that's what I was hinting at when I said uh, about like a, a funny note about, uh, about why those picks are that way. So, uh, so anyways, yeah. So um, I agree. Uh, Jets look like they're going to take quarterback at a BYU. That looks like a, a lock. And obviously, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson, going first uh, to the Jaguars. So um, going to be real interesting to see um, how those pan out in the NFL. Can't wait to see Trevor Lawrence on the big stage. But anyways, getting back to number three, 49ers. I like them to take Mac Jones. What do you think? Well, Trey Lance, right? He's kind of that new sports car. It's like their first year out. To be honest, when I think when – I, when, I, when I hear Trey Lance, I think Mitchell Trubisky. We're like, hey, we want we're going to get somebody that's less developed, but he's got a higher ceiling. And so I don't like it. Um, I would much rather Mac Jones or Justin Fields. And to be honest, I like personally Justin Fields. Um, I like his speed, and I think that that, you know, that 
aspect of the game of his game just really gives defensive coordinators fits. Um, and so I, I personally think Justin Fields is the best quarterback between the three. But um, in regards to who the 49ers are going to take, I kind of lean with you on Mac Jones. You, know, you think Kyle Shanahan coming out of, um, you know, previously working for, uh, you know, being the coach of the uh, Falcons, working with Matt Ryan. So um, he's used to an immobile quarterback. So, uh, yeah, Mac Jones. So these odds are like moving like crazy. So you, we probably can't find them like this, but – uh, last I saw was Mac Jones minus one sixty seven. So, and and of course, Oregon Lottery scoreboard minus two hundred. What an embarrassment! I hope you're listening. I hope you are <laughs> listening, you scumbags. God, what an embarrassment! Anyways, yeah, Justin Fields is a plus five fifty on the Oregon Lottery scoreboard. I'm gonna have to like think of some other. Uh, you know, I'm not think of something that like OLS stands for. I mean, I'll put some thought into that, but. But anyway, I actually heard. Yeah. I heard so, so the odds I have are like a day delayed, which like essentially means they're worthless. But I think I heard that like on calf drinks now, Justin Fields is like plus eight hundred. Jesus, what an embarrassment! What an embarrassment! What an embarrassment! What an embarrassment, man! God, I just wish. Oh man, uh, and 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 uh, and Trey Lance is actually uh, plus one fifty, which is interesting. Yeah, um, his odds have come down quite a bit. He's plus, yeah, he was so, plus three hundred on uh, DraftKings yesterday. So, you got, you got any background on on what Trey Lance did in college? Um, yeah, I do. You know, yeah, just kind of, nothing. Kind of briefly, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, he he's he's out of North Dakota State. He's played fourteen games against like you know div, what is that Division two or something? I don't even know. If, I don't know T ball. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's a Mitchell Trubisky waiting to happen. I mean, yeah. uh, clearly, of course, the coaching staff will probably develop him, unlike the disaster that was the Chicago Bears. But um, I don't know, man. I, I'd rather, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, you know, vis-a-vis um, just quarterback development. You know, I, I'd rather one that's a little bit farther and maybe has a little bit lower ceiling. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's what I got. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like it. If I if I was a betting man, I was, certainly would be taking Mac Jones for the number three pick. You can either take a minus two hundred on the absolute criminal Oregon Lottery scoreboard, or you can go out there in the real world and get uh, decent odds. That's where my money's at. <laughs> I actually did hear that Florida did pass their uh, sports betting bill. So once they get their nice. legislation set up, yeah, they're in the same boat as Louisiana. So. Hopefully they can get something by a football season. I actually think they're more optimistic on that. But, uh, yeah, all right. So next up in the fourth pick, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I've got some notes on this. They've actually got th- – this is where, like, completely goes hog wild. Like, there's a zillion different options. They could take a quarterback. What do you think about Matt Ryan? You know, is he the future? He's 35 years old. You know, has he or has he not been delivering? Do they go after that sexy tight end, Kyle Pitts? Do they take an offensive lineman? Do they trade down? They had like they were like ranked 29th in defense last year. They've got a lot of holes to plug. Mad Money Mike, I was scouring the web. You know, the Atlanta Falcons are in the NFC South. I'm a Saints fan, also in the NFC South. I'm trying to do my counterintelligence. What are they trying to do? But they're holding it close to the vest, man. I can't get a read on them. What do you think? I gotta go, I gotta go Justin Fields. I gotta go. I gotta go. Justin Fields on this one. I really do. I think. I mean, there's. How can you tell me 
that the top brass does not recognize the fact like i don't what uh, how much trash can i talk about matt ryan right now how much time do we have i mean oh <laughs> dude this expect, absolute... expect rebuttals dude expect rebuttals i mean i'm a saints fan but i'm here to defend matt ryan <sighs> wow wow do i have to remind you of uh of super bowl uh coaching <sighs> dude, i mean okay sure that's fine but at the same time it's like come on man I mean, that's that. First of all, that's the kind of thing that that's the kind of thing that you just you can't come back from in terms of the psyche. The psyche is crushed. Look at what he's done since then. He. Yeah. The psyche has been crushed. Now he's much older. He's tired of getting beat up. He's 35. Yeah. But 35 in quarterback years is like, you know, 55. He's not. No, that's not true. He's not a running back. Quarterbacks are playing well into their 40s. Look at Tom Brady. You're just telling me how he signed another deal at a user-friendly rate. Drew Brees just retired. I mean, 35, okay. he's clear, He's got at least another five years. He's not a running back. And you're trying to talk about, oh, it's like a, a career ender. Kyle Shanahan's over there in San Francisco doing pretty dang good for himself. He was the coach of that game. Okay, well, I hear what you're saying. And obviously, I am exaggerating a little bit for the sake of the cast. But that does not change the fact that this guy is not – this guy is barely going to get you out of the locker room, let alone a trophy in the case, man. Matt Ryan is a turd. Turd alert, man. Dude, this, there's just – there's no other way to say it. Look at what he's done since 2016, just worse and worse He's been and worse. fine. He's actually been fine. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I read the articles, and he has been just fine. It's not, it's, it's not been his fault. I think, if anything, they just need to find a little bit better offensive coordinator, and I think they should use this pick to either get some defensive help or, better yet, trade down. There's a lot of hungry teams in need of a quarterback that would love to slide into that fourth spot, take mm-hmm. Justin Fields, and then the Falcons can really stack picks and just load up and – come back you know either this year or next year um with a lot of draft picks and you know a better defense yeah 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 i mean these are valid points you make and you know um all, all i can really you know all i can really counter is uh you know i don't know i don't even i don't even know how to counter you we're i think we're both making valid picks or valid points uh you know i just think that you've got to plan for the future. I think that that is just, you know, in terms of us, the show is about betting, you know, and we're looking at making a bet. That's just my pick. I just think that you're going to see the Atlanta Falcons have to take a gamble on the future. I don't even think it's that big of a gamble, but I think that they basically, not even a gamble is not the right word. They just have to make a, you know, a strategic you know, decision on the future because you, you also have to think like you want to develop your young quarterback. So let's like say it takes two full years to develop them all of a sudden. Then, you know, Matt Ryan's like 37 at that point, And now you've just watched him, you know, be complete garbage for another two years. And at that point, you put Justin Fields in. I mean, the only thing I can say, you know, the, the irony here of them having the fourth pick in the draft, the number four is the same number of wins that they had last year. You're just not going to tell me that a team that went four and twelve is is like is going to be like you know we really like our quarterback. I just don't see it. But again, 
I'm wrong almost all the time, so certainly wouldn't be surprised to be wrong here. That is just my take. Well, I tell you what, you made some good points, and actually, I just have so many damn tabs open that uh, I lose track. But when you do look at this from the betting angle, we do have I do see a couple of picks here. Justin Fields, will he be drafted over the four and a half pick? So will he be drafted before pick four and a half or after pick four and a half? So under four and a half is minus 121. So if you think the Falcons or anyone that wants to trade up to that fourth pick will take Justin Fields, you can get under four and a half as his draft spot, minus 121. Alternatively, the Atlanta Falcons draft special exact position of the player that they draft first quarterback is plus 175 so uh tight end is minus 150 so um it actually seems like uh the betting market suspects that atlanta will take kyle pitts the tight end um Mm -hmm. so yeah he's the favorite minus 150 so might be some value there and falcons selecting a quarterback plus 175 first yeah yeah, yeah, I like it. It's interesting. Uh, Oregon Lottery scoreboard: Justin Fields is plus two twenty-five in the fourth pick. Little, uh, little reversal from the norm there. Oh, uh, for for all for all of our Oregon listeners, you're getting a little bit more value for once, once in a blue moon. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So okay, well, um, with that, we have got yeah. fascinating, uh, fascinating. Uh, you know, look at number five then. And that's what's so crazy. It was like you were saying earlier about how it's just a crazy domino, you know, jigsaw puzzle of a situation because how can you, you know what I mean? Like once we start going down the line, how can you say what you think at number five, if you're potentially thinking something might happen at number three, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, therefore, if this happens at number three, this, but what if the, you know, cause like, let's say you have two favorites. At, at a spot, you know, it's either this or this. And number three, well, the one or the other factor here just creates this domino wave of like, well, there's no way to know what's going to happen down the line then. Um, it's kind of the excitement of it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, I was just thinking, I f- actually, real quick, I found one other prop. If you think a quarterback is going to be selected with each of the first four picks, yes, minus 110 is the way to go. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the fifth pick, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because it, it's almost irrelevant the Bengals are most yep. likely going to select some uh, offensive line help for uh, protecting Joe Burrow and yep, yep. Uh, that'll be uh, I don't even have his first name just Sewell um, mm-hmm. there and then uh, going back to uh, I did want to talk about coming up after that number six pick Miami there's a couple different options here um, they're likely to take a wide receiver or if Kyle Pitts is still available they might take him any thoughts on that Mike I, I, I mean, I think let's just put it this way. I think if Kyle Pitts is still available, they take him. I I really do. I think, uh, you know, I mean, they got, you know, Gusecki is, I don't know. I guess Kyle Pitts is just, you know, in terms of, you know, when we start talking about, you know, once in once in a generation kind of things. Uh, he appears to have the potential to be a once-in-a-generation tight end. He, he seems to be that good. His route running and his hands, you know, he, he essentially becomes that, you know, that, that tight end X factor that we, you know, continuously see make a difference. How many times over the years do we see the X factor tight end make a difference? You know, your Gronkowskis, your, 
you know, the guys that, that just that, that provide that, you know, that uncoverable and, and just because they, they have such uh, good wide receivers, I just think it's such a compliment uh, to their setup. So that would be my guess. If Kyle Pitts is still available, I think they take him. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, I do see a prop here. If, if you think Kyle Pitts is going to drop beyond the fifth and a half pick, so, you know, to pick six or later, the over is plus 125. And the under is minus one fifty nine. So it seems like the the betting market thinks Kyle Pitts will be taken in the first five picks. But mm, I also did want to mention that the Miami Dolphins are an organization that is handling their business well. They've got oh, yeah. two picks in the first round, two picks in the second round. They've got picks number six, eighteen, thirty six, and fifty. They've already got their their new quarterback. You know that they, they drafted Tua Tagovailoa uh, Tagovailoa last year. They went 10 and 6 last year, somehow missed the playoffs. They're going to just completely load up this year. Um, in fact, I, I liken I, the Miami Dolphins, you know, with the, with the job that the Jacksonville Jaguars have, doing, have done, you know, going back to the first overall pick, uh, the Jags with Urban Meyer. They've also got two first round and two second round picks. So, you know, a couple organizations doing it right. And then uh, on the other side of the coin, you've got an organization doing it wrong. And that is going to be a team we're not going to talk about much more besides right now, which is the Houston Texans, because they don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick this year. So LOL to Bill O'Brien, and let's pour one out for our Houston Texans fans. I'm not sure if they exist because that whole organization is a dumpster fire. Yeah, and let's – obviously, like you said, we won't talk too much about it, but – their existing quarterback, <laughs> oh boy, he's in a bit of trouble. And uh, you know, they don't have a draft pick. They've got a guy that they thought was going to be their Michael Jordan. He turns out to be their. <laughs> I don't know. I just I was. You know, he likes his massages. But... You know, I thought I, I thought I uh, might have seen him there with Robert Kraft down in Florida. No, thank if, you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, definitely well said, man. Yeah, what a disaster organization. They've been underperforming. They've been underperforming for like several years now. And it's like yeah. the underperforming like culminated in just a just a disgusting icky like you read about yeah, you know, you feel like you gotta take a shower after reading any news about the Houston <laughs> Texans these days. So um yeah, yeah, so obviously uh, we'll take the season uh, season win total under. You know, and go ahead and mark that one down for the Texans. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes, sir. Moving on. All right. So the seventh and the eighth picks: seven are Detroit Lions, eight are Carolina Panthers. Most likely, there still will be a quarterback available, right? You know that we talked about there being five quarterbacks. Jags and Jets are going to take. You know, Jags, Jets, and 49ers are going to take the first three, and that'll likely leave Trey Lance and Justin Fields. So, you know, the Lions, they've got a quarterback, you know, uh, Jared Goff from the Rams. The Panthers, they've got Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I believe they have Bridgewater, right? Or did they did they do another trade? The Panthers. Yeah, as far as I know, they still got them. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so they've got, you know, definitely – quarterbacks that are serviceable if not can be developed into uh you know winners but you know do they take a quarterback like justin fields if he's still available or trey lance or do they trade down i mean this is uh we're deep into uh we're deep into the 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 possibilities here i I don't even know which way to take this 
Well, I mean, Teddy's been in the league for it'll be, you know, it'll be going on seven years and, and he's never really done anything. Obviously, he's had some, you know, he's been bitten by the injury bug. Uh, you know, he's shown flashes, but I would certainly think, you know, it, it, it's, it, it strikes me as a very good possibility that if a quarterback is still available, uh, the Panthers take him. I, I think Teddy is, a, uh, you know, now – uh, am I wait? Am I correct though that Sam Darnold, Sam yes, Darnold that's has what it made was. it onto the yeah, Panthers yeah. roster? Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. So now, with that being said, um, I still wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they take a quarterback. <laughs> I was about to say, is that going to change the game? I like Teddy Bridgewater over Sam Darnold. I think that uh, you know we were talking earlier about how the Jets were a disaster. Um, but you know, likely coaching problems, but I, I do think that the Panthers are likely to trade down and a team like either the Patriots or the bears or the Broncos, you know, a team that really needs a quarterback. There's six teams that really need quarterbacks. We've already, you know, the, the first three, the first three picks have already, you know, resolved three of them, but there's only two good quarterbacks left and we've got three teams that need them, you know, between the Pats, bears and Broncos, I think, you know, between the seventh and the eighth, eighth pick, the Lions and the Panthers. I just don't know how exactly it's going to shake out. I don't see the Lions or the Panthers taking a quarterback. I see some trades happening, and the question, and just the question becomes, who goes where? Like for example, I've got a uh, a draft special for Trey Lance, right? Like which team drafts Trey Lance? You've got the Broncos plus two hundred, the Patriots plus three hundred, the Forty Niners plus three hundred, Falcons plus seven hundred, the Bears plus eleven hundred. The Lions plus twelve hundred. I mean, there's just uh, there's a lot going on right here. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is really fascinating, man. Um, you know, it, it's it's just so crazy how you know these teams. Like, there's just no way to know. You know, because we just don't know. They don't know what the teams ahead of them are going to do. You know, it just uh, it, it makes it really one of the. You know, it makes it a, a very exciting sports night. You know, I don't know if everybody really thinks of the draft as, as such an exciting event. But when you think about how much we love the NFL and you think about how, you know, this night dictates, you know, who we're going to see, you know, playing and how this is all going to take shape and everything that we love about the season and everything that we're going to be betting on, you know, really takes shape you know, in the draft and then, you know, you factor in what we're talking about, about how, you know, you just don't know who's going to be taken because you don't know what the guys ahead of you are going to take. It's uh, it's uh, it's sports drama at its finest, man. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a pretty good quarterback class. I, I really do. I, I think it's. Uh, I, I think. Well, I, I meant to say it's going to be a, a pretty good draft class. I think that we're going to look back. Maybe it still may take two or three years, but I think we're going to look back and we're going to look at. Well, wow! Look at all the guys taken in twenty twenty one, and look what they became. I, I really do think it's going to be a great class. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, real quick though, I did want to ask you a couple of questions. So we're talking about Absolutely. Pats, Bears, and Broncos. So the mm-hmm. Patriots currently got Cam Newton. What's your what's your grade of this situation? You giving it a thumbs up, or are you gonna poo poo on him like Matt Ryan? Uh, if I could put if I could put like five little alarm emojis next to the statement the Patriots quarterback is Cam Newton, I would do it right now. Like five alarm, all hands on deck. 
like two thumbs down disaster. Cam Newton is like Matt Ryan and Mitchell Trubisky had a baby, and then that baby had a baby with I don't know. You see where I'm going with this, dude? It's a disaster. They have got to get a quarterback. I mean, All Cam right. Newton is a disaster, well, absolute gonna... disaster. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not going to argue with you on that one, although I disagree. But for the okay. sake of time, what I'll say is you can, if you think the Patriots with a first-round pick, they either trade up or if you think they fall, a quarterback falls to the 15th uh, pick, you, you can take the Patriots selecting a quarterback as a first-round pick at plus 150. So uh, next question would be – or I, I'm sorry, what do you think? It's just so hard to say, but I, I, I just, you know, I guess my question for you, what I would pose for you is, do you see, you know, because I'm, if I put myself in the shoes of a team owner, I say, I'm going to take the quarterbacks. I want to get the quarterbacks off the board. I don't want to give these other teams opportunity to take quarterbacks because I know, I mean, these are trading pawns. You can trade later, you know, acquire quarterbacks, and then you can trade them for other players at a later time as opposed to the other strategy being like, go ahead and trade on draft day. Now you get a quarterback to draft and I get some other player to draft me as a team owner. I take the quarterback and trade them later, you know, as opposed to trading on draft day. You got any thoughts on that? I, I, I think I'm a little bit different. I almost feel like it's like buying a new car. Like once you drive it off the lot, it's value decreases by 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but with that being said, um, yeah, I think that the Patriots, you know, picking there at 15th, I like Cam Newton, but, uh, but yeah, you can get that plus 150. And then, uh, yeah, there's just so many trade opportunities. What about the Bears? They've got Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. They currently pick 20th. Do you think that, uh, what do you think you'd do if you were them? Pick a QB or? What quarterbacks are left? Who are you taking? What quarterbacks right, they're going to have to trade up. Well, yeah. You're going to okay. mortgage your future? Right. Yeah, that's such a good point. I mean, yeah, I forget about that because they because when you trade up, it's not just like, hey, let's swap places. They're like, we're going to trade up, and then we're also going to give you our second-round pick. We're going to give you a fourth-round pick, and then we're going to give you a couple picks next year. So it's like, you know, trading up becomes like a huge deal. Um, so Bears – Do you think the Bears yeah. can get it done with Andy Dalton and or Nick Foles? <sighs> No, no. Yeah, I mean, absolutely well, it, not. It, it, it's all – everything, you know, get it done is relative. You know, and I don't know. What do these teams want to do? Do they want to sell tickets? You know what I mean? Do they want to make some money or do they want to actually, like, make a run in the playoffs? If you're talking about making a run in the playoffs – I don't see the Bears playoffs, doing any of those things <laughs> with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because we're talking about, you know, we're talking about guys who have had flashes in the pan. I mean, Nick Foles is a Super Bowl winner. You know what I mean? So it's like it is a little bit dismissive to just – answer the question can a guy who's got a Lombardi trophy get it done oh no you know like well like hold on let's slow down a second the guy literally has won a Super Bowl so in theory the answer to that question should be yes he could get it done but based on what we know my head is Mike my head is going to explode you just took a shit on both Cam Newton and Matt Ryan I'm I definitely know Cam Newton was the MVP and a Super Bowl winner and I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan was a league MVP, and he was everything but a Super Bowl winner. So <laughs> you can't okay. play both sides but, of the coin here. Andy Dalton and Nick though. Foles are both washed up for sure. 
Okay, but the time in between, you know, the time in between when you were good and when we're talking about now. I mean, I did, I did just say, you know, Nick Foles' Super Bowl win was was way more recent than than uh, you know than than he Matt played Ryan three and games. Dukes. And he was trash all other times. No, 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 no. I know. I, I know. I was I, – I first said no, absolutely, they can't get it done. And then I was just taking a step back to say that is an interesting position to take. But I still am standing by like, no, they can't get it done. I was just more pointing out the fact that I could, I could see how there may be people who think they could get it done because of that more recent success. I, of course, am still sticking with the – no, certainly can't get it done. It's over. Your time has come, yeah. and your time is gone. Some quarterbacks, their time comes, and it stays. All the other quarterbacks, their time comes, and then it goes. All these guys are talking about their time already came. It's gone. You know? Hang it up, mm-hmm. man. Move aside. I mean, we yeah. appreciate you selling tickets. You know, you're going to get – you're going to have a couple cool moments. You know, you're going to have a couple – you know, you're going to have a couple, you know, highlight reels. You know, you're going to make a couple people excited, but you're not going to get it done in the postseason. Let's be real, man. We've been watching this sport for 30 years. We know who gets it done and who doesn't. Those guys aren't going to get it done. End of story. Absolutely. And for those reasons, we're also going to make some cheddar based on all that information because you can get plus 400 on the Bears taking a quarterback first. So, yeah, you can book that one. Fascinating. All right. Fascinating. Last team, the Broncos. And, all right, these these are all like very basic, like first grader questions. So you're doing great. Do you think the Broncos <laughs> can get it done with Drew Lock? I I honestly, I I really truly have to say I do not know on this one because when you watch Drew Lock play in some games, when you watch Drew Lock play in some games. He really makes you think like, oh, wow, this guy can get it done at some point in the future. Uh, but then when you watch Drew Locke play in some other games, you think like, no, there's just no way. So I don't know, man. It's it's he, the story is still being written on Drew Locke. I think that they think that he can get it done and they are going to continue to try and build around him. Okay. All right. I disagree with their um, evaluation of the situation, including of Drew Locke. But if you do take a look at will the Denver Broncos draft a quarterback first, their odd that those odds are minus one hundred six. So it's actually uh, you know the most probable outcome that they do select the quarterback. So if you're you know I guess somewhat of a contrarian and think that they'll select another position then there's definitely a money-making opportunity for you. What's so, the no on that one? Keep in mind. Well, this What's one is like you need to select. So, like, do you think they'll take a linebacker plus 400? A lineman mm. plus 400, you know. Okay, so so linemen and, linemen and linebacker are even odds, and those are the next best odds behind quarterback? No, plus 400. But that's what I'm saying. So quarterbacks minus 110 or 105 or whatever it is. And then the next odds after that are plus 400 yeah. for lineman and for linebacker. Yes, sir. Interesting, man. You could place a double bet there. You could actually put – you could put some cheddar on both of those. You know, you put 100 bucks. Yeah, on and then each. when the Broncos take a running back, you lose all of them. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I got your back, Mike. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, all right. I did want to uh, – there's only a few other, like, specific first-round draft picks I wanted to talk about. The, the most important one being a team that you and I both have a history with, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The the all the analysis I'm reading is that they're either going to select a lineman or a running back, and most likely a running back. And they're they're two you know they're two clear uh, front runners are Najee Harris from Alabama or Travis Etienne from Clemson. And I don't know if you've uh, if you've seen them or got any thoughts on him, Mad Money Mike. But what should our Steelers do, man? Yeah, Yin's guys can go down, take a running back, and draft him at. <laughs> Was that? Did it, uh, was can that you grade, grade? Can you grade my Yinzer on there? I mean, you lived in Pittsburgh, you know. Everybody, anyone who knows from Pittsburgh, obviously knows about you know the Yinzers and the Pittsburghese. And I think, like, I honestly, I feel like I just busted out a pretty good one. I would love all our listeners out there send us an email if anybody out there knows anything about Pittsburghese, about being a Yinzer, about that Pittsburgh dialect. Give me a grade. How'd I just do? I'm gonna give myself a B plus. I thought I just busted out a good one. Anyways, I'm gonna give you, uh, I'm gonna give you an A because I had no idea what you said. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Well, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. You'll hear it when you listen back. Oh all man, right. that's funny. Um, Travis Etienne, all the way. What's the odds on Steelers taking Travis Etienne? Travis Etienne. I think I have that. Let's pull it up. <clears throat> Filler music. Da, 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 da. I've got too many tabs. This is killing me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what this is what happens this time of year, man. Tabs upon tabs upon tabs. Lock of the week's gonna be oh, tough, man. Oh shoot! Damn, dude, I don't it have may that. Not be out there. I really. It may not be out. It may not be out there. Look, that's that's a very. Specific. There are definitely odds. There's definitely odds okay. around like first. You know, they have draft team specials and they have first running back taken, and this would likely fit both of those categories. So. Um, so you're going to take Travis Etienne, you know, he's a little bit lighter, he's a little bit more, uh, you know, quicker people, uh, relate him to, uh, Le'Veon Bell, um, Mm -hmm. shout out to Le'Veon Bell, play basketball versus him up in uh, the Berg, North Hills, LA Fitness. Um, I took a charge versus him and, uh, I like, it put me out of commission. I think he broke my chest. So (laughs) I do have a, you know, a lawsuit potential um so just keep that in mind lady on it whoa 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 <laughs> no no he's a great guy well all that did happen but he is a great guy and i like him uh so i'd never do that but uh you know maybe let's come on the that pod that cool, what, a, what a man of the people what a man of the people you know he would go to la he would go to the la fitness in uh i wanted to say Cranberry, north, hills. But that yeah, was, yeah. north hills yeah he wanted you know he would yeah. go to the la fitness and just like Play basketball with the people. I mean, that's that's a cool thing, man. Anyone, uh, anyone who's got some experience uh, in Pittsburgh and uh, and with the Steelers know that that's like uh, that's actually a pretty common thing, man. Humble, uh, humble guys, you know, players, uh, you know, men of the people, and and uh, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like half of Pittsburgh hates him because he sat out and then got traded to the Jets, and now he sucks. Well, certainly, certainly now they do. <laughs> certainly now they do. Yeah, good move on that one. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> Idiot. Well, he got paid a lot of money, and uh, you know he didn't take a bunch of hits. So who knows, man? I'm not. I don't hate him like a, most of the Pittsburgh does, and it sounds like you do. But uh, I, I don't blame people that don't like him. But uh, you know, I played basketball with him. And I thought he was a good guy. But anyway, Travis Etienne 
is more like a Le'Veon Bell. I personally think the Steelers need to select Najee Harris. He's a little bit beefier. He's 230 pounds. He's uh, He can also catch the ball out of the backfield just as well as Travis Etienne, which a lot of people say is you know the main issue, but I disagree. I think you want the durability and the sustainability that Najee Harris brings. So give me the Bama Crimson Tide member and alum, Najee Harris. Wow, and that's – that is for first running back selected in the draft, or that is for going to the Steelers? Both, homie. I mean, let's can we parlay that? I know you can't you know on the Oregon lottery scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, unless you parlay anything, a bunch of criminals. Um, so, let us lose our money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, where am I at? Okay, we got a uh, how oh, man. This page that I'm on is uh, Steelers are at uh, at number twenty, right? What's their draft pick? No, twenty four. You're telling me that no running backs are going to get taken until the twenty fourth pick. I mean, that is just wild, man. But I guess that's that's the that's the reality. That's the reality of the league these days, you know. Well, uh, all right. Well, that's, that's actually a question I wanted to ask you, Mel Kiper Jr. The one and only shout out to Mel Kiper. Um, he does not know me or this podcast, but nevertheless, <laughs> he says, he what? says, I he do not draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, do not draft a running back in the first round. Period. So he would say Steelers still don't draft a running back here. What do you think about that? It sounds like you disagree with the great Mel Kiper Jr. You're wrong, KJ. Man. Dude, I just don't know. It's just really hard for me to. It's hard for me to, you know, I don't know. I, you know, based on, based on my experience watching and betting on the NFL, there are running backs that you need to take. There are game changers that you need to take. You know, if you if you go back in history and you say like, hey, would it have been a good idea to take Derrick Henry and like kick him to the second round, like, you know, obviously that was a guy that you needed to take, you know, like if you mm-hmm. look back at whenever he was drafted and who got drafted ahead of him, he is bringing wins to the table at an infinitely higher clip than all those guys drafted ahead of him. You know what I mean? So like you can't discount yeah. that, you know, you can't discount that. So, you know, basically what, you know, what Mel Kuyper is saying is that, that Travis Etienne and, and Najee Harris – don't bring that quality that they're not going to bring an organization wins over all these other guys. And I have to disagree with them on that. I mean, come on, man, you've watched the NFL. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the potential for Travis Etienne, bobbing, weaving, cutting, juking, spin move, boom to the end zone. Come on, man. That's a win. That's a W right there. Other, other, you know, oh, yeah. and like, Oh, like, you know, like sumo Joe just had like a, a I'll just make a joke. The difference between James Conner and Le'Veon Bell, man, for the Steelers, is like clear as day. Like, we need a running back. Well, yeah, no, for sure. I know that. But what I'm saying, though, is that look at the draft. Look look at who's telling to take in the first round. You're telling me that, like, some interior, you know, some interior lineman, some defensive tackle is going to somehow lead to your organization getting more wins than a home run running back. And, and so uh, essentially what he's saying is that he – and kind of what I just said is that he doesn't think 
Najee Harris or Travis Etienne as a home run running back. Now, I've watched them in college. You're talking about a guy at Alabama. You're talking about a guy at Clemson. Uh, remind me again, the two teams that have gone to the national championship every year for like the last 20 years, Alabama and Clemson. It's like the only teams. I don't even know. Are there any other teams in college football? I think there's only two. I think those are the only two teams in college football because all I can remember. So you're telling me <laughs> that the two running backs from the two greatest college football teams in the universe, somehow those two guys are not going to be able to bring you more wins than Sumo Joe defensive tackle. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you know? Mel, man. So, I mean, he's uh, he's just another, you know, he's just another another TV personality that's just selling listens. You know what I mean? We bring the actual insights and analysis. To this the is why you tune not in, just folks. spouting off hot takes. Yeah, this is why. This you is tune why. In. You tune in. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, running back first round, book it. Is that is that will a running back be taken in the first round? Is that a bet? Because if it is, that's my lock of the week. I'll just go ahead and say it now. Spoiler. Spoiler lock of the week. Um, which which one was it? That the Steelers take ETN or that ETN is first? Just uh, no. I was saying, will there be a running back taken in the first oh. round? Like, if, oh if that's yeah, a bet, yeah. Your odds are terrible. Okay, but uh, I'll still take it. Uh, hey, dude, it's not a bad idea to just like get one right. <laughs> but we're jumping ahead. Um. The only other team I wanted to talk about was the New Orleans Saints, and there's really nothing you know special or sexy about it. We picked 28, and we need defense, so that's a wrap. What do you guys? <laughs> what do you guys? What do you? What are you guys going to do about a quarterback? You got like a fullback playing quarterback. Like, how do you think that's going to go? You yeah, you know, I was thinking about that between Jameis Winston and Winston and Taysom Hill. I mean, do insert, I like it? No. Insert, insert Jameis squinting meme. Trying to, this is Jameis trying to see who the Saints are going to take in the draft. <laughs> oh man, I agree. We need a quarterback, but uh, I don't think the front office is on the same page. I think they have more confidence in uh, the development of Jameis and the flexibility and you know utility that Taysom brings. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. Yeah. Well, who who would be? Um, hey, let, as long as we're talking about the Saints, should we take this opportunity to let our listeners know about the bet that you and I have uh, have taken? Uh, the, the the additional money Absolutely. that we're going to take for you, since you you've now become Whoa. my uh, my personal ATM. And uh, <laughs> absolutely, this this is a trend that will reverse very soon, imminently. In fact, I have another bet that I think we should add. But yeah, let's talk about this one first. You like. Uh, you like a certain NFC South team to uh, rinse and repeat? I mean, not only at this point are you my personal ATM, but the ATM has malfunctioned and money's just shooting out of it. I don't even have to put my PIN number in anymore. It's just like the, the bills are just <laughs> flying out. All right. Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? Tom Brady, the goat of all goats, the team that just dominated in the Super Bowl. And when I say dominated, I think that that's an understatement. The team that just dominated in the Super Bowl – Tom Brady, who took a pay cut so that all of the players could, like, stay for the Bucks. This guy, this legend, this goat upon goats, this goat legend, this legend goat. And all they have to do is win the NFC South against the Saints, who have uh, a, a guy who can't see and a fullback for quarterback. Uh, the Falcons, who have, like, you know, an old, like an old man with a walker as a quarterback. And the Panthers, who 
I don't even, you know, like have, you know, Sam Darnold, who is like, you know, obviously he's like, you know, he, he, he's not, you know, he's not Mark Sanchez. He's not butt fumble, but he might as well be. And then like Teddy Bridgewater, who's like, you know, the man of glass. So we got the Saints, the Panthers and the Falcons, like, you know, essentially the, the three, uh, the three, you know, the three amigos or the three musketeers or, or whatever of, uh, of of football in the same division as the Bucks that are like you know Thor on top of the mountain and uh, it's what is it minus one forty or I think we took it at minus one thirty so yeah I gave you a no that. big line of minus one thirty but can you hear this man I don't know if you can hear this but that's the sound of your head up the Buccaneers <laughs> ass that's the sound of your nose so far up the Buccaneers butt dude. That I mean, this is where the trend. This is where it stops, dude. There is seven. There are now seventeen games in the NFL season, and old old boy, you want to talk about an old geezer in the court in the pocket? That is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, Father Time is going to catch up to him, God. And when it when that does happen, I am going to cash in, and that time is this year. Now, am I high on the Saints or the Falcons or the Panthers? Maybe not so much, but I'll tell you what, three teams versus one team in the NFL season, 17 weeks long, nobody ever knows what's going to happen. I like my chances. Give me the field. Man, I'm going to take so much of your money this year. I can already tell. Listen, listeners, all of you out there, Bucks minus 140 on Oregon Lottery scoreboard, which means it's probably like even money in the rest of the world, you know, when you're not going to deal with like a bunch of criminals just like stealing the big. Go out there, put – everything on it man sell your house college you know your kids college fund liquidated house liquidated sell your car everything bucks to win the nfc south is the lock of the century there's just no other way of putting it man i don't know so that's uh that's my lock of the week that's my lock of the month that's my lock of the year every week again and again you're not going to get any better odds than you are now so take it bucks to win the nfc south okay so Back on track, NFL draft. <laughs> hey, I think we should also add one other bet to the tracker. You're taking Travis Etienne to be drafted before Najee Harris. Give me Najee Harris. How about we throw 50 bones to the tracker for this? All right, this isn't a bet that I necessarily am like, obviously nowhere as enthusiastic about as I am about the Bucks from the NFC South, but – Throw, uh, throw yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yada, yada, <laughs> yada, 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 the best part. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, yeah, you were yada. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lock, dude. Put it in there. Put it in the tracker. So you got Najee Harris mm-hmm. to be drafted before Travis Etienne. And I've got Travis Etienne mm-hmm. to be drafted before Najee Harris. <sighs> Man, mm-hmm. I'm going to take even more of your money. <sighs> it's a lock. Right. It's a lock. It's a lock. Actually, that is a good segue. Shall we move into our locks of the week? Yes, sir. Bring it. What do you got? You go first. Let's do it. Yes, sir. I got a sound bite coming at you. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar right How much? Hunter Otis? Two hundred Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Jerry, it's all Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. It's a lot. No. All right. <laughs> 
That's the best. That's the best. That's the best. That's the best. Brings a smile on my face every time, man. Gets me every time. All right, so we we uh, I, dude, your lock of the week can't be some season long bet. No, 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 no. I was kidding about that. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that's my lock of the day. Every day, that's my lock. That's a lock every day from now until the time it wins. But no, I have a lock of the week. All right. Well, I tell you what. Why don't uh, Why don't you go first? Because I have a couple that I have yet to land on. So I need to do that while you're talking. Okay. Okay. All right. Lock of the week. Drum roll. Is going to be the number three pick of the draft. Max Jones. Now, I know this does fall slightly into the category of an overwhelming favorite. I think he's probably, uh, you know, probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like minus 180 on your traditional uh, your traditional boards. Uh, he's minus 200 on Oregon Lottery scoreboard. So it, it does go outside a little bit of what we try to do with our lock of the week in terms of value. But it's not so far out of the ballpark that it still has some value. Mac Jones, number three pick in the draft. Lock it up. Nice. I'm going to take Justin Fields to be drafted over four and a half. So I think he'll be taken fifth or later, and I'm showing minus 104. Wow, nice one. Justin Fields, fifth or later at minus 104. I don't. I don't Ooh. agree with it. I would take him. Like I said, I like him over uh, Mac Jones, but just based on everything I'm hearing, I think that uh, I think he may slip a little bit and uh, give some value to uh, a hungry team that wants to move up, such as the like we we're talking about earlier, the Bears, Broncos, or Patriots. So love it, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Good pick. God, I can't wait for Thursday. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, that might be a good time to plug our uh, Twitter account at It's a Lock Podcast. Or email address, it's a lock podcast at gmail.com. No apostrophes anywhere. Guys, you need to you need to follow us on Twitter. Mike mentioned earlier, got the Valspar uh, golf tournament. I don't know if it's an invitational or a classic or a championship or whatever the hell it is. It's a golf tournament. <laughs> Whenever you've got a golf tournament, you've got Mad Money Mike locking in on some stone cold lock picks. So you don't want to miss it. We also may throw in a draft pick for a second or third round for some uh, additional value, um, you know, fatten up the wild this weekend. So absolutely, also, absolutely. Don't forget about the email account either. Don't forget about the email account. Come on, man. I just like trashed all over Matt Ryan. There's got to be some hate mail out there. Like send us an email. Tell me how off base I am. We want to hear from you. We'll read it on the air. You can't beat that. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if any of our loyal listeners are still awake this far into the pod, which has somehow gone way beyond the amount of time I had envisioned. Uh, so I'll, put, I'll be sure to put some timestamps in here for uh, for those that are waiting for the Diaper Dad Diaries. So let, let's get to the Diaper Dad Diaries. Mad Money Mike, you want to go first? I, I um, you know, to be honest with you, man, like the days are flying by, and I keep, I, I just, I feel like. I feel like all of my diaper dad diaries are like so diaper based, but uh, I'm brought to you uh, again this week uh, uh, is another diaper story. And, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm a new parent. Like I said, the days are flying by. It's tough to like think of everything that happens during the week, but we have just entered this phase of 
all of a sudden our daughter is like holding back her poos and we're just like going on like 30 hours and we're just like what is going on and like apparently it's like at least somewhat normal but like i'm just like you know should we call the doctor (laughs) whatever like it just like feels so weird and then she is blowing it out (laughs) i mean like when you're starting to like feed your kid food and she's still breastfeeding all the time and then she goes like 30 hours without a poo like the next thing that happens is like clean up on aisle four. I mean, it is like poop everywhere. It's like a poop bomb went off, man. It's like it's on the clothes, it's on the changing table, it's on me, it's on her, it's on the walls. She's like touch, I can't control it. And I don't know what to do. If anybody out there's got any tips on how to deal with the poo bomb, please let me know. Brent, maybe you can weigh in. But that's what I got, man. We've actually had two of them in the last week. So uh diaper dad diary comes to you straight from the diaper once again man that's uh that's where i'm at this week oh well i can tell you uh kramer definitely would like to weigh in from the standpoint of he's gone three days every now and again three days without uh you know filling up a diaper and uh yeah it's definitely a cleanup um the doctor i think uh you know chittam you know we've been taking pictures we have frantically called the doctor um, you know, we're, we're classic overreactive parents, but, uh, <laughs> I think some of the, some of the ideas were like Metabucil is something you can do. And also I remember this, they said you could like get a thin rod, like a real small rod and like actually poke it up there to try and dislodge something. So, uh, Whoa. we didn't do, we didn't do that. And you definitely want to verify with your doctor. Maybe ours is just uh, crazy. <laughs> or may, maybe I misheard something. I don't know, but we, do, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> oh. Man, the uh, the adventures of being a new parent, man. Yeah, I told you, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll 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 shove the metal musel down his uh, down his throat before doing that. But anyway, over here, the diaper dad diary is uh, it's been a, a pretty exciting week. This is uh, real excited to announce, like the for the we have taught Kramer, and he now recognizes like uh, there's a Turkish saying. It's Elor Habaya. And that means like hands in the air or like raise your hands. And Chittam has been saying that and then raising her hands. And now Kramer is just like putting on this huge smile and raising his hands just randomly, just randomly all the time. It's the cutest thing ever. Sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll be trying to get him. We'll be trying to get him to do it. Like I'll raise my hands. And he'll, you know, he's 50, 50. And then the other times he's just doing it off by himself, but it's just so cool to like, now Kramer is making a connection to actually like learning to understand that words mean things and like to actually take that action. It's just like, it's a uh, real, uh, real eye opening. And, and I can't wait for Valley to, uh, to do the same, which I'm sure won't be too long from now. That is cool, man. That is super cool, man. It really feels like, uh, I mean, it really feels like you're like, you know, you're, you're, you've really like, you're in a developmental uh you're like in a developmental fast lane like he's like hit that age where just like stuff is happening at a rapid pace man i am i am loving these diaper dad diaries man that's uh that's as heartwarming as it gets man that's one of the cutest things i've ever heard yeah yeah we're uh so we're we're super pumped for the next couple of months where you know this will continue to kick into high gear but uh actually yeah chitam's going to turkey for a month starting uh on thursday so 
it's going to be long distance here for a bit, uh, so won't won't be able to you know experience that face to face. But uh, I'm sure he'll be like a different person when he gets back. So that's uh, I guess a, a sad a sad end to a, an otherwise excellent episode of It's a Lock podcast. Mad Money Mike, what do you think, man? This one went way long. Holy crap! I don't know if we have any listeners left. No, no. I mean that that is the nature of the beast. Uh, obviously, we get uh, we get going with the with the sports talk, and and we love it. It's uh, it's a reflection of our passion, and uh, we hope our listeners uh, feel the same. Uh, just all I want to say is just keep an eye on our Twitter, and please send us an email, and uh, look forward to doing it again next week. My man can't wait to recap the draft. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for episode number fourteen, Zerk Classic Recap and the NFL Draft. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, you can lock it up, man. It's a lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.